You're listening to Let's Stay Together Anime Break, our sub-series where we talk about the 2019 anime Fruits Basket. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're talking about episode 7 of the anime. We're going to do spoiler-free summary, spoiler-free discussion, and then spoilery discussion, as we have been doing for every episode up to now. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days we're going to mix it up. It's going to catch you guys off guard. All spoilers up front. Yeah. <laughs> so... This episode combines uh, two chapters from different parts of the manga. It combines chapters 10 and 12, which is, not, I guess, not that different, but there's a part in between that's cut. And when you see that in the episodes, if you're only watching the anime, um, whatever, it, it totally makes logical sense because both of these chapters focus on Hattori, so it makes sense that they're combined together, I think. Mm-hmm. And the original anime also combined this. Mm-hmm. In the same way, it went in the same. Sorry, in a different way. They combine the same chapters in a different way. So both of them kind of put these bits together, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, if you want the details on these two chapters, you can listen to our podcast episode five, which is called "Who You Are on the Inside and Outside," and chapter six, which is "When the Sun Rises, When the Snow Melts." And they're both really good episodes, I think. Actually, not to say so myself, but. <laughs> they're both well they're both really interesting i think so if you want some really really detailed stuff you listen to those send you that way the episode opens with kyo bursting into the room saying toru's gone again but it turns out that kyo just wasn't listening shigure and yuki assure him albeit sassily that toru has gone out with her friends we see that uh we see toru arrive at a large and imposing gate labeled soma um, she has come alone as a tori instructed Momiji pops up, which surprises her, and welcomes her inside. Beyond the gate, we see a long, tree-lined road. Momiji um, welcomes her to the Soma house, and then he leads her to Atori's house, passing by several traditional-style houses on the way there. Toru thinks that it's quiet, almost like no one lives there, and the atmosphere is making her quite nervous. And by the time they arrive at Atori, she's completely exhausted from nerves, and she's, like, panting. <laughs> <laughs> and Atori's like, was the walk here that exhausting? And she's like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. Hattori <laughs> asks Momiji to go and get them drinks, and then we cut to the theme song. Do you want me to sing it for you? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in its entirety. Uh, no. <laughs> Everyone wait for three minutes while I find the, the lyrics. <laughs> we cut inside. Uh, we cut to deeper inside Atori's house. So she was just standing at the door, and when the theme song ends... We're in a room that looks kind of like an office. Um, like you can see that there's like cabinets with stuff looks like books inside them or files inside them, and there's a desk. Um, it looks like there's a is there a computer? Or am I remembering that wrong? I think there's I, don't know. I think there is, and there's a but there's a desk and there's a seating area, and it's very very tidy, except for a photo of a woman that Toru notices on the desk nearby, which is conspicuous, I guess. Hattori comes off as very stern, she thinks. It's surprising that he would have a photo on his desk. And then she suddenly worries that he called her here to scold her for one of her many, many shortcomings, which is always <laughs> sad every time. <laughs> now, Momiji returns with drinks and asks if she needs Hattori to examine her, and if she assures him that she's fine. Um, and then Momiji invites her to sit down. Now that they're seated, Hattori comes in to talk to them, and he's kind of like standing off to the side. So they're both sitting down, and he's standing up. Toru takes a sip for a drink, and then she asks if he needed to take time off to meet with her today, and he says no. He only treats the family, and most of that means taking care of Akito. So, like, what I gather from this is that this room is actually his room where he sees patients. That's why mm-hmm. there's a seating area. That's why there's, like, files and why there's, like, a desk and stuff, which I think is yeah. interesting. It wasn't like that in the original. It wasn't like that in the manga. It wasn't really like that in the anime. Mm-hmm. Unless it's just implied that that's what's going on where they meet in the house before. Um, 
but yeah, it was, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I think the flashback later also makes it look like it's the same, place. like his house and his clinic are one and the same, which isn't really implied in the manga. I don't think. No, I don't think so. It looks like in the manga when he has that flashback, it's a separate location, but we'll we'll yeah. get there. Mm-hmm. Toru asks, uh, so Momichi says that most of the family are also busy today, so they won't be coming in for exams. They're making preparations for New Year's, and it's so busy that even the outside people are helping, not just the inside people. And Toru was like, inside, outside? Momichi explains that they call the people who live, the inner main family are the people who live on the inside. We also see a huge shot of the houses within the Soma complex from above. It's like this big sweeping shot, and you can see a bunch of different style, kind of traditional style houses, different shapes. Muji explains that there are about 100 people outside and 50 inside, and all 150 people are Somas. The only people who can live inside are the Zodiac or people who know about the secret. Shiguro and Yuki used to live inside as well. Kyo, however, has always lived outside. And we see this pan kind of like across the rooftops of the compound as well. There's one comment I have about this episode that like all of these episodes have been really nice, but I thought visually this episode was really, really nice. Like there's a mm-hmm. lot of stuff going on visually and some of it I'm going to talk about. But just like I I watched this and I really enjoyed it from just like a visual perspective the whole time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is just one of the things that's really nice. It's very detailed. Like all the buildings are really detailed. You can see all the like roof tiles and stuff drawn in um and all the layouts are really beautiful so we see this pan across like kind of the rooftops of the compound as omiji talks as well and i think it's all of this this like panning across the buildings kind of sets this like scale it makes the family seem really big and imposing Mm -hmm. which i don't think is really hit very hard in the manga and it's also not kind of like that in the original anime either so Mm -hmm. i think it gives the family like a different tone which is nice yeah yeah, the manga's just got, like, Momiji's cute little map. Yeah, exactly. It's like, there's some trees and a cat and the trash can yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Which is charming, but it's not, like, it's not yeah. adding to the vibe. And I feel like this is, like, adding on top of Toru's, like, nervous vibe about being yeah. there, which is nice. Hattori continues the conversation saying, to put that in another way, only a small number of people know about the secret, even amongst the family. It's outrageous that a complete stranger like Toru would know about it. Ordinarily... As a side note, in the dub, he starts that by saying, I don't know how skilled you are at math, but rude, Hattori. <laughs> well, he could have said that to me based on our last yeah. episode, but <laughs> probably just like filling some time. But yeah, <laughs> he's really harsh. I do find that like I, I didn't watch the dub, but I watched the sub and his, yeah, his voice acting is very harsh. You watch both? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's good. I never make time to watch both. I'm terrible. But they're, they're mm. the I feel like his voice in this sub is really intense and i think that that's appropriate like i think he's yeah yeah because of what what happens but i i think he's very stern he's very very stern so yeah if he's being a dick like whatever (laughs) it was just like rude (laughs) ordinarily hattori would have raised her memories in a way but akito didn't order him to and he even allowed toru to live with them do you have a fun life at shigure's house he asks and yes she answers excitedly of course it's very fun he turns back quickly, almost glaring. Like he does, he like looks over his shoulder <laughs> at her and says, I recommend that you move out very, very sternly. Toru looks shocked. Momiji is kind of like hugging a pillow and he looks down. Stay away from the Somas from now on. Our possessed family isn't fun and games like you think it is. We're monstrous, loathsome, cursed. He recommends that she leave before she regrets associating with the Somas. He warns her that Akito is trying to use her. But then he's interrupted by the doorbell and he excuses himself to answer it. So after all this knowledge drop, he just like bails out. Yeah. 
while he's gone, Momiji starts to talk. So, like, Toru doesn't say anything for a second. Like, she's kind of contemplating what he said. Um, Momiji starts to talk. Hattori, he says, is almost blind in his left eye. He used to have a girlfriend named Kana. And it kind of, the camera kind of zooms on the photo on Hattori's desk. So, obviously, it's meant to be Kana. They even got engaged, Momiji says. And he's now completely looking down, like, away from Toru. So, like, slowly he kind of, like, moved his head. So, he's, he's now completely looking down. But Akito got angry, he says, super angry and injured Hattori's eye. And we transition hard to glass shattering and blood spattering. And I think like a lot of people, I saw a couple comments on Twitter that people were like, I was really distracted by the screaming and the blood in this episode. <laughs> it's like, um, and people, of course, who have, I mean, reading something that's like static is never going to be the same as watching something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The blood was very bloody, though. I didn't notice is. that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, it was some... a bit more like kind of dark and stylized a bit in the first anime yeah and it was just like (laughs) i don't know if people want to listen to us talk about blood but it was just kind of like a spatter and that was kind of Mm -hmm. it like it wasn't really the same Mm -hmm. this was like it's like sprayed like it's it's really intense yeah and you see his like whole bloody hand which i don't think i don't think people were ready Yeah. yeah Um, but of course, like, I think I, I felt like mentally prepared because in the first episode they have that like little snippet where it's like, my mom died in an accident or whatever. And there's like blood running into the gutter. And I was like, oh, it's going to be this kind of anime from now on. I see. (laughs) And I also think it's like stylistically appropriate. That's just my opinion. I Mm -hmm. I think that Fruits Basket is a very serious manga. And I think that there is violence and it, I think they're representing it in a way that I feel like fits in with the tone, Mm -hmm. but that's my personal opinion. Anyway, we continue. We transition hard to the glass shattering on the floor, blood spattering, and then we see Akito in the background kind of like swaying and staggering, which was also really uncanny, I felt. Mm-hmm. Momiji's narration continues, super angry. Akito said they weren't allowed to get married and got violent and injured Hattori's eye. So all of Mom- all this time that Momiji is talking, so there's I'm going to jump between what he's saying and what's happening in the in the stuff that's overlaid, but we don't hear any sound from the images that we're seeing from like what happened to Atori? It's just Momiji talking. Mm-hmm. In the in this kind of like flashback that we're seeing, Kana runs to Atori, who's sitting on the ground, and Akito looks up and runs toward them. Shigure holds him back. Akito's eyes are wide, and you can see his mouth is moving like he's yelling angrily. And then we cut to Atori, whose face is bleeding. Hatori never blamed Akito. Momiji says, Kana blamed herself instead. She said it was her fault that he got hurt. And then we cut to Hatori later, again back in this flashback. The visual that we see is Hattori, his face is bandaged, and we pan down to see that he and Kana are outside in the snow. Kana blamed herself so much that it turned into a mental illness. Hari ended up erasing Kana's memories. In the flashback, Hari kneels down. Hari. In the flashback, Hattori <laughs> kneels down and rests his hand on Kana's head. Um, we cut to a scene from the scene from the photo, which is in motion now. Kana is out in the sun, smiling. Momiji says, so we see that Momiji's voice overlaid over this saying, Hattori couldn't stand to watch her fall apart anymore, so he erased her memories of the time that they were in love. And then this really nice transition, we see the the photo, or like the scene kind of crops into where the photo is, like it narrows into a little uh, portrait style rectangle, um, and then it fades out, which I thought was cool. I've mm-hmm. never seen that in an anime before, I thought it was nice. We cut to another gray scene in the snow. Kana is walking away, leaving only footprints behind, and Hattori stands in the front of the scene. His face is just outside of the frame. He cried, Momiji says. But even then, he didn't blame Akito. Why not? Toru asks. Because that's the curse, Momiji answers. 
Hotori doesn't want Toru to get hurt like Kana did. Toru falls to her knees and starts to cry. Momiji asks why, and then he apologizes. She says it's not that. Hitori is so kind, she thinks, or she says. Hitori returns and he slides the door open just slightly, but not yet, doesn't enter the room yet. Toru says that she's glad that she met everyone, and she says, even if I have the life I do now because I'm being used for something, I want to thank you for it. We cut back to Momichi, or to Hitori in the doorway, and then back to Toru, tears streaming down her face. Toru says, the only thing I know... I'll never regret is meeting Soma-kun and the others. I am who I am, thanks to them. And me, Momiji asks quietly. Are you glad you met me? Toru smiles through tears and says, of course. And Momiji smiles back. The sound of a familiar voice reassures us that no one is using Toru for anything. Of course, Shigure has arrived. And he says to Toru, is just being dramatic. Toru asks why he came in, why he came to the house. And Shigure says that he has a sixth sense that told him. But Hattori teases him that he just wanted to come to see the New Year's prep. And of course, they continue to bicker. And then Momiji says that they're old friends. Best friends, in fact. <laughs> BFFs, according to the subject. Yeah, BFFs. <laughs> <laughs> they're Mabudachi. It's BFFs. We just talked about that in our regular episode. Yes. Right? We didn't talk about it here, but Mabudachi, if you're... He, so what he says in the... In the Japanese is Mabudachi. I guess they might bring it back. I don't know if they're going to keep translating it as BFFs. Like, they continue to translate Hattori's name as Harry <laughs> sub from Momiji. You could call it the BFF trio. Maybe. <laughs> but what the word they say is Mabudachi is just is an old kind of slang word for best friends. Uh, Shigure says that he keeps trying to tell Hattori that Akito doesn't mean Toru any harm, but Hattori never believes him, and now he's scared Toru, and what if she moves out? And Toru is like, it's okay. She thanks Hattori for worrying about her. But she plans to continue living at Shigure's. She bows, and Hattori then suddenly remembers, and he takes out the camera that he used to take a photo of Yukinkyo and puts it on her head to give it back. Toru asks why he's giving the camera back, and Hattori is like, that was our deal. I told you to, that I would give the camera when you came, which, of course, she remembers calling him on the phone, and of course he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. It's like how that's originally said in the manga. I feel like he like, gave that as like an excuse for her having been there yeah but in this one it almost sounds like he didn't actually mean to threaten her on the phone he just forgot to actually mention the camera <laughs> i don't know if that's what's intended but it definitely seems like that's the case for sure so Tori says that she still hasn't met akito or he's like i'm sorry you still haven't met akito yet and she says it's fine and she also asks if Tori is one of the zodiac and asks what year he is Great question, Shigure says, but Hattori stops him from saying anything and threatens to call publishers and tell them every embarrassing thing Shigure has done since he was four. And Shigure folds, of course. <laughs> Hattori apologizes to Toru. Apparently he does nothing but make people cry. Um, we cut to outside. Shigure says that he wants to take a peek at the New Year's decorations. And Omiji says he has to rehearse his dance. And they explain that it's part of the New Year's tradition that the family has. So they leave Atori to walk Toru out. They walk through the sprawling grounds in silence for a bit, kind of just like awkward silence. And then Toru <laughs> asks Atori about Shigure, he and Shigure's BFFness. <laughs> uh, to which Atori replies, I'm stuck with him, that's all, which is really funny. Um, Toru starts to sweat nervously and he's like, maybe he doesn't like that word. Maybe he doesn't like being called Mabudachi or something. I don't know. <laughs> Watch your step, Hattori says, and Toru immediately slips down the stairs. He goes to catch her and, of course, transforms into a tiny seahorse. Or maybe it's a big seahorse by seahorse standards, but in my mind, it's tiny. <laughs> I think it's an average seahorse. Perhaps. 
tiny by other standards. It's tiny by my like standard of cuteness, which makes it cuter. Does that make sense? (laughs) Toru looks down and says, water or salt water, which isn't Hattori-san. And she screams and gathers up his clothes and then runs off with him. And Toru, or Hattori starts to uh, think, he he starts to like perhaps slip into a concussed state. I don't know. I said that in the manga too, but. Yeah, he he starts to flashback. He starts to flashback. He has his little X crossed out eyes. Um, his reaction he thinks that Toro's reaction is the same as hers and we transitioned into a flashback and Tori's narrating this time rather than Momiji so but no Kana is introducing herself to Atori, and this is in the same room that we saw before so yeah it does look like this is what we were kind of alluding to before it looks like he always practiced medicine from there like from his house mm-hmm. and that she was his assistant there Whereas what we're talking about is in the manga, if you haven't read it or you haven't seen the original anime, it looks like this scene takes place in a different place. Like it looks like a clinic or some kind of like hospital or something. Mm -hmm. Like it looks like a different location. But here it's chosen to be the same location, which I guess maybe is more accurate. I don't know. Whatever. Um, So Kana is introducing herself to Atori. She says it's weird how they've never spoken, even though they're from the same family. And Atori says that um, Hitori kind of like wants to start working, but Kana is distracted by snow. And she asks him, when the snow melts, what does it become? Water, of course, he replies. Wrong, she says. It becomes spring. Hattori says that Kana was his spring. And then we see um, this transition to cherry blossoms blooming, and Kana and Hattori are walking amongst them, and his Hattori's narration continues. I was snow. I've been frozen somewhere along the line in my dark cage. And she was the bright, fresh spring. We cut to a scene on a beach, which is not in the manga, just in case anybody was curious. <laughs> and neither is the cherry blossom one, but it's like the same, it's kind of like the same narration that's overlaid over a different scene. Mm-hmm. At the beach, Kana plays in the waves while Hattori is still watching her. And he says, I fell in love like it was a logical necessity. She runs up to him, puts her hands on his chest and moves in to kiss him. But he turns and walks away, leaving her staring after him. And then she found out, he says in his narration. We see Hitori as a seahorse again, Kana kneeling over him this time, saying, Salt water or fresh water? Which is it, Hitori? And she, like, picks him up and dumps him in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you read the anime, like, the next scene that he said, or you read the manga, the next thing, scene that he says is, like, if he jumped a real seahorse in a bathtub, he probably would have drowned. But they mm-hmm. never showed the bathtub, so yeah. I thought it was kind of funny that they added that in. It was great. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like I said, we cut to her toweling off Hattori's hair. And in the memory, Hattori says, just so you know, if you put a real seahorse in the bath, it would probably die. And she's like, ah, my bad. She (laughs) says she finally understands why Hattori would never hold her. Of course, he wouldn't want people to know. Of course, he would want to keep his distance, especially from someone that he loved. Don't reject me, she says. And Hattori looks up, very surprised, like as if he never thought that he would hear that from somebody else. That's my own thing that I'm interjecting but it's very, it's, he looks super surprised <laughs> I want to be with you she says he cries for the first time in his life he felt saved like a river of snow melted by spring the tears wouldn't stop flowing he says in his narration for two months it felt like a dream and then we cut to the scene we saw before which is Akito surrounded by mirrors Hattori and Kana kneel on the floor so what's gonna about to happen is that <laughs> This scene, a lot of these pieces are exactly the same as like Momiji's, except now we get the dialogue that's actually happening in them. So what Momiji was saying was kind of like overlaid on the same animation. Now it's, mm-hmm. we're going to hear what actually happened. So 
yeah before i was like watching it through a window and now we're in the room with them yeah exactly it's really cool actually i like it a lot <laughs> so we cut to the scene before kido is surrounded by mirrors hattori and kana kneel on the floor that dream came to an end when we asked akito to let us marry hattori says in his narration kana sits up and smiles but almost immediately akito runs up and pulls her up by the hair akito shouts you think i'll give him to you Shigure, who wisely waited outside the door, comes in and tries to calm Akito down. We don't need you. You can't even break the curse, Akito yells. Hattori steps between Akito and Kana, and he, like, pushes them back. Shigure catches Kana, and Hattori tries to calm Akito down. You're not wanted, Akito screams as he pushes Hattori back into one of the mirrors, and we see Hattori crash, and we see the blood kind of, like, spurred or spread or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> the scene picks up from before. So this is where we cut in before and we couldn't we couldn't hear what was happening, but now we can. Kana runs over to Hattori and Shigure catches Akito as, Sh- as Akur- <laughs> Shigure catches Akito as he yells, It's your fault if Hattori goes blind. Akito's voice is kind of starts to like fade out a little bit in the background if you listen very carefully, but we can still hear him yelling. Hattori pulls his hand away from his face and it's covered in blood, and Kana's face goes dark. It's all your fault. It's all your fault, Akito yells over and over. Kana raises her hands to her face as we fade to black. Omaino Seda. Omaino Seda, says. It's true. It was it was worthy of the first anime and it's Omaino Seda's. <laughs> yes, it was definitely... Akito's voice actor is really nice. Like, it's really great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not nice. <laughs> it's very... Yeah, it's, it's a good voice acting. It's very disconcerting, which makes it great. Mm-hmm. Um, the scene yeah, was really I like really the dub one, too. They're both... They're both doing a good job with Akito, I think. That's good. Akito, I think, would be a, diff- a very a, difficult a challenging character. character. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. You have to have a certain quality. And I think even the scene that's like coming up where with Akito mm-hmm. saying stuff is yeah, also that's the one that, perfect. Yeah, that's the one that really made me notice for the dub. Like, the transition from the... Screaming the to... The screaming in this one to the, to the next scene. Mm-hmm. So Atori's... Um, narration continues. Kana fell ill. No matter what Hattori, or whatever, no matter what I said or did, she would crumble. Her heart and mind suffered. We cut to Akito talking to Hattori. This is what we were talking about. Snow, we can see, like, kind of the screen doors are closed, um, or the paper doors are closed. We can see snow falling outside in the background, which is a really nice effect. <laughs> I think it's interesting that it's like, okay, so Akito, okay, Hattori's eye is bandaged, so it was like, it was the cherry blossoms bloomed and now it's snowing again. Is that like the mm-hmm. implication? Maybe the shadows are actually cherry blossoms and they're just meant to look like snow. Maybe. <laughs> I accept that. <laughs> it's entirely possible. He's erasing her memories in the snow too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It could just be symbolic like in Hotori's memories because they also have that one where he talks about like the snow melting on the river and there's like still snow yeah. even though everything else is. <laughs> yeah. I think it is just symbolic. I think I'm overthinking it, but yeah. <laughs> Akito asks, isn't this what your memory suppression technique is for? And then Akito, he says, Akito says some other things. I, I, I condensed this dialogue, but Akito closes in close to Tori and says kind of like in his ear, it's not like whispering, but he says very close to, to Tori, isn't it your final duty to save her from suffering? What she really wants deep down is to be free. She wants to forget. We cut to the snowy scene that we saw before in Momiji's description. Kana kneels and Hattori looks down at her. If only we never met, she says. Hattori wonders if this is punishment for erasing the memories of others. 
And then while he's talking, we see flashes of Yuki and Momiji as children. I never imagined that I'd have to erase the memories most precious to me with my own hand, he says. Or thinks, I guess. Kana apologizes for not being able to protect him, and they both cry. We see Hattori place his hand over her eyes. And as Hattori erases her memories, the scene becomes like a negative image, which is cool. His bandages fly off, and Kana falls back. Hattori thinks that he should be the one to apologize. He was the one who failed to protect Kana. Thank you, Kana. He thinks it's all right now. You don't have to suffer anymore. We see like the memory again, the one that's in the photo. And we cut back to the snowy scene. Hitori thinks, God, please let her meet someone who can really make her happy. I will pay. I'm willing to be frozen in the snow until I die. Toru's voice stirs him, and he wakes up from his like flashback slash concussion <laughs> slash fainting or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Toru asks if he's all right, and he says that he's cold. It turns out that Toru was able to get him to like a bench and laid him down and covered him with his coat, but of course he's naked underneath. Did you see? He asks, no, she says, and then <laughs> my Junichi, he continues, and she says yes, but she doesn't think there's anything weird about it, and then she realizes that she forgot to grab his shoes in her haste, and so she goes off to get them. While Toru's gone, three women pass by. It's Kana, it seems, and two of her friends. It turns out that Kana is engaged now, and she says that they ask what kind of guy she's engaged to, and she says he's the kind of person who makes her heart feel calm when she's around him. Although he's not as handsome as Satori. Satori <laughs> thinks she's grinning like she did. And then they, they tease her about like having an affair with Satori or whatever. I didn't write down all the dialogue, but <laughs> they tease her some more. Satori thinks she's grinning like she did back then, and he smiles as well. Congratulations, he says. And Toru, who has returned, is like, for what? <laughs> and he's like, it's nothing. <laughs> Toru realizes it's snowing as well, and she bounds over to the edge of... The- They're on this like like uh, like a platform thing inside the soma house there's like a little water thing that they're looking at over it seems there's like a bridge in the distance where like kana and her two friends are walking um it's a scenic bypass it's definitely a scenic bypass (laughs) (laughs) i said pergola thing in my notes (laughs) i don't think that's what it is but you know (laughs) toru bounce over to the edge of the of the thing and and she's like it's snowing and atori suddenly remembers uh, what Kana asked him the first day that they met. And he asked Toru, what do, you, what do you think becomes of snow when it melts? It becomes spring, right? Toru says. No matter how cold it is now, spring will come again. It never fails. It's mysterious, isn't it? Yes, he says, and looks up at the sky. At the main gate, Shigure rendezvous with Hattori and Toru. And he's like, oh, you're still here? Because, you know, he doesn't know <laughs> that there's been hijinks while he was looking at the at the New Year's decorations or whatever. <laughs> Uh, and they talk, Hattori leaves them, and then Toru and Shigure briefly talk about Hattori and how he's kind. And Shigure takes off to the gate to head home. A car appears in the background and drives down the tree line road, and the car passes Toru, and we see inside the car Akito and another man in the back seat. And it quickly passes. Shigure is already outside of the gate, and he asks what's for dinner. But Toru, who is still inside the Soma gate, asks Shigure, she says, Shigure-san, what is the curse? Should I do something to help? Shigure says, he, he doesn't answer right away, but he eventually says, you can help by being yourself. I don't think I should tell you about it yet. I'm sorry. So they return to the house. There's this really nice, like, snowy, 
kind of transition shots. There's like one of a street light and snow falling, and then kind of like the forest, and we see Shigure's house up on the top of the hill, the forest. Toru thinks while this transition is going on, I feel like I understand more about the Somas, but less at the same time, and she wonders if she'll ever meet Akito. Back inside the house, they find Kyo and Yuki have fallen asleep at the Kratas, which is beautiful <laughs> and amazing. Shigeru tries to kind of like wake them up, and we hear her internal thoughts, and she says, none, none of that changes this. I want to cherish every day that I spend in this house, and that's the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Whew. One other thing in the episode is that the seahorse got added to the end credits. Yes! I saw that and I was like, yay! <laughs> I don't think it's a permanent addition because it doesn't really fit with the music. And it takes place <laughs> in one of the other sections, but I thought it was funny. I thought it was great. I loved it. I was like, oh, he's like the swimming ang- around! Angry seahorse. Yeah, it was so good. Scene. It was a good episode. I Like I said, I thought it was really beautiful, this one. Yeah. All of them were great, but this, especially this had some really interesting, like like use of color in the snowy scenes and stuff like that and then the way Akito's at least in the sub and like you said in the dub as well the way that Akito is acted is really great yeah I think the uh I think the character animation was like extra good in this episode too mm-hmm. like it's always pretty good but they put a lot of time into like, this especially one. in the scene with Akito the way that Akito like grabs Kana's hair Kana looks up and smile you have just enough time to like see her smile and then Akito is there which was really yeah. also really like uh it's just like uncomfortably fast like it's like a naturally yeah. fast which is kind of cool mm-hmm. you know horrifying but cool yeah <laughs> this episode rides a really fine line between horrifying and cool <laughs> yeah it's like enjoyable in its horribleness i think yeah <laughs> i did think it was kind of weird that they're in this room with mirrors mm-hmm. um i thought here's what's well, always <laughs> It's really vague about what exactly yeah. Akito did to Hattori's eye. So this is like the most definite version of it, I think. Yeah, it was really interesting. Like in yeah. the I remember in... the first time people joked about like the va- about like throwing a vase at him, but all we really see is like some shattered stuff on the ground. Yeah. First it, anime. I it looks the... like pottery for sure. Yeah. The manga doesn't really have anything. I think it just no. has like blood splatter. I don't think we ever know. I think it's just like Atori Akito hurt Hattori's eye. And you're right, I think mm-hmm. it's just like it's very vague. It's like blood splatter. He, you see him holding his face, and you see, like, yeah. the scene where, like, Kana looks at him and her face goes all dark, like, that scene is mm-hmm. represented in the manga. Not exactly in that way, obviously, but, like, that's there. Yeah. But every, there, it's, there's no definite kind of, like, official manga thing about what happened to, what Akita yeah. did to Tori. Mm-hmm. So, and it's just, it's an interesting take on that. It feels very, like, weird, yeah. but also kind Actually of Akita like to have for... mirrors. I kind of like it for Akito's personality. Like, yeah. it's more of an accident, but he's still, like, immediately blaming someone else for it. And going know? crazy. Yeah, yeah. there's <laughs> someone used that, the meme of, like, the guy shooting. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but oh, it, was, yeah. it was, like, Akito, yeah, like, do this yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hurts Atori's eye, and it's like, how could Kana do this? Yeah. <laughs> how could Kana do this to Atori or something? Yeah, yeah it's good. It's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I kind of like that being an accident and Akito is still not able to do anything but blame also the way <laughs> that for it. Yeah. like I said earlier kind of like the way that Akito moves is so creepy it's like a zombie yeah. like you can mm-hmm. tell that Akito is in this kind of like rage yeah um it's kind of like I don't know like dis- it's like almost inhuman it's very interesting mm-hmm. it's like um there's a lot to there's a lot of visual stuff to see in this these episodes I think I was yeah. really excited I kept, that I had to watch it a couple of times because yeah, I, I kept rewinding, rewinding the flashback scene just to 
get a handle on the movement of it. Yeah. And it is fast. It's also this episode is really, really fast. There's like a lot that happened because they crammed two chapters together. And like you kind of could extend it, but you kind of could not. Like, I don't know. It's yeah, they're good together. But mm-hmm. yeah, but like that, that part. And it's inter- also we did they did the same thing where they showed the same thing twice. Mm-hmm. Which is like also probably like reusing stuff for budget, but I think in this case it was used well. Where they have Momiji, it's like Momiji's version of the story, like what he knows, yeah, and then what actually happened, which is really interesting. Yeah, I think it was good for like not repeating stuff, mm-hmm. like repeating stuff without it seeming repetitive. Because essentially, those two chapters they come from, it's like, oh, here's the stuff about Hattori and Kana, and here's the stuff about Hattori and Kana. Yeah, exactly. And so I think it was a nice way to be like. You kind of get like the someone else telling you the story and then more detail on it. I think it was framed well. It's that. it's like long enough that you see it the first time and then you've already seen it. So the second time when you hear it, it's like, oh, like it's ex- just adding a layer on top of that almost, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice. Like, I think it actually helps you process what happened. Yeah. Because it's so short. It's like, yeah, like uh, Akito throws a Tori and Shiguri's there. Shiguri, you can tell that he was waiting outside. Yeah, it's cool. I don't know. I thought it was a good, really, really nice episode. Mm-hmm. You know, a little uncanny, but nice. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And I liked, I liked the, like we talked about it a little bit, but the, the better view of the Soma estate. Yeah. I, I forgot liked that as an addition to this. I got all tied up talking about all the tragedy that I forgot mm-hmm. to mention that again. But yeah, it was really cool. I enjoyed that a lot. As soon as they opened the doors and they saw the road, because like in the first one, it's like, eh, it's like a path of trees. And like in the manga, it's even more abstract. It's Mumiji's map, like you said. Yeah. He draws, it's like a little drawing. If you haven't read the manga, it's a little tiny drawing that's just like, there's a tree, here's a here's a road, and then there's a cat. And it's cute, but it's not... Mm-hmm. It's not detailed. And this, it was, like, very detailed. Like, you get a really good feeling for what it's like inside yeah. the estate, which was cool. Yeah, like, I feel like I have a, you know, as someone who's read it, mm-hmm. read the series a couple of times and watched the first anime, this is the first time I feel like I have a really good grasp of what mm-hmm. the Soma estate might actually look like. Yeah, I think we talked about it for a long time. I was like, is there another mm-hmm. gate? Is there this? Yeah. Like, I remember we had a had some questions about that that we talked mm-hmm. about in the, we talked about this in the manga episode. Yeah. Um, And I liked how... Like, Mumiji's like, oh, there's like 150 people in the Stone family in the manga. Mm-hmm. And in this case, you get this long shot where you see like houses and houses and houses and houses. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah that probably is like enough houses for 150 people or whatever. Yeah. Like, it it's makes, cool. You know, because when you say 150 people, it doesn't actually sound that big. But no. when you see the houses for 150 people. Yeah. The, the space yeah. for 150 people, yeah. like, changes things, I think. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I thought was interesting. And I don't know if it's just a change in translation. Um, is that when Hattori is describing like the badness of the curse, he uses he says we are monstrous and loathsome. Mm-hmm. In the manga, I think he described like the curse or he says like it's their situation. It's dark. Yeah, he says like it's dark and stuff. Yeah, but no, he's describing like the cursed Zodiac members themselves as being monstrous, which is okay. kind of an interesting take on it. Yeah, I noticed. I can definitely buy that Hattori would he would say it that way. Probably. Put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's a fair assumption. And I also, I just thought it was interesting how, it. I do feel like, so we watched a couple of episodes where we were like, oh, like the dialogue is exactly the same, like the order is the same, even like scene by scene, you know, they're saying exactly the same words. Like when we, we, um, where, like you said, oh my no se da, that's like a, that's what yeah. Akito says in Japanese. It's like you remember it very clearly if you've watched the original dub and it's kind of like the same. I feel like mm-hmm. in a lot of cases in these, this episode, things were a little bit mixed up. Like the dialogue was a little bit different. 
some mm-hmm. of the things that they said had kind of a different it seemed like the way that either it was translated and subtitled or the way that it's written i'm not really sure um had a little bit of a different a different feeling i feel like that's happened a couple of times there's sometimes like mm-hmm. specific words that are used um and yeah i don't know if it's if it's the translation or the actual like original script mm-hmm. but it feels a yeah. little bit different which is nice mm-hmm. sometimes things are like clearer like i thought when the the way like like we talked about a couple times but the how like the the estate the way the estate is it's a lot clearer than in the anime i mean in the original manga sometimes the dialogue also makes things a little bit clearer i can't think of a Mm -hmm. really good example but sometimes it sometimes it kind of makes things make a little more sense maybe it's the way it's translated or whatever i don't know yeah yeah I was waiting for that on my essay, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we were we were prepared. I'm sure some people weren't. They were like, "What anime am I watching?" <laughs> this is suddenly I was like, like... Is, I was like, "Is he gonna say the thing?" Oh, he said the thing. He said it. <laughs> the way that he's standing and he like turns, it's like, yeah, it's. Uh, mm-hmm. It was intense, and I liked it. Yeah, I might have told you this earlier when we were talking, but I was when I watched it. I was watching it on my phone and I didn't like cry, but I gripped my phone really hard. I was like, oh, <laughs> stuff is happening. Like it was, a, it was tense, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's definitely an intense episode. Yeah, but I liked it. But it's sweet at the end. <laughs> it is sweet at the end. And she's like, she goes home and she's like, I don't care. I want to cherish this anyway. Like in, yeah. in her Toru way. And then they're asleep. Yuki and Kyo are like asleep at the Kotatsu and there's like, they're yeah. like drooling. Like Kyo like pulled up the thing and he's laying on it. It was so great. Yeah. There's like oranges on the table. Yeah, there's like peel, orange peels sitting on the table and stuff. Just sitting there under the kotatsu, mm-hmm. eating oranges and sniping at each other until Toru comes home. Yes. I think that's what they do all the time when Toru's out of the house. Probably. Like, and they don't they... know what to do when Toru's not here. And like worrying about where she is. <laughs> yeah. They're like, how dare she go out with her friends? Now I have to be concerned for an hour or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a good one. Oh, should I do my public service yeah. announcement? Don't not tell people where you're going. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't meet strange men who threaten you over the phone. Inside a gated house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the manga, she's There's... like, oh, I'm happy Momiji. I'm more comfortable knowing Momiji will be like, there. Especially since they didn't even agree to have Momiji there this time. He just showed up. Yeah, exactly. It's like, Momiji no. Probably like, Momiji probably like overheard the phone conversation. was like, really, Hattori? He's like, Harry, you can't just invite a girl over. She's going to be scared. And he was probably like, Shit. I'm going to have to meet her at the gate so she doesn't freak out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was good times. I don't think I have anything else to say. I feel like I've, like, uh, exalted the animation enough, <laughs> perhaps, in this one. Oh, the, yeah. I have one other thing to say. The music was really nice. I liked, um, mm-hmm. I can't really put my finger on something exactly to talk about, but there were a lot of scenes where they had this, like, kind of classical sounding music behind like stuff that Akito was saying and I just thought it was it enhanced a lot of the things I didn't find anything was like really stuck out as being weird or whatever like the bass music from yeah, Shigure's house music. yeah the weird club music the whole club music from the other room yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was really like subtle and I noticed like when Akito started yelling it kind of like picked up and stuff it was nice I liked it yeah yeah that's all I got to say yeah I got a couple spoilery things but I think that's all I yeah. got non-spoiler me too <laughs> all right in that case we'll play the music Thank you all for listening again. Hope you enjoyed this episode. and Hope you're enjoying the anime like we are. I don't know. I feel like I can't think you of a critique. enjoyed crying. Yeah, hope you enjoyed crying. Get used to it. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's good. It's going to be good. All right. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.
we're back to talk about spoilers. Guys, we saw Karina. <gasps> yes, I know. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I know. Oh my god, listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> Someone also commented that they thought that Mayuko was walking around with Kana, which I kind of was like, yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, definitely Wait, she says so that have, in the dialogue? Yeah, she says, yeah, she says oh, something, something Mayu something or something? Said like, said like, thanks, Mayuko or something. Oh, know. weird. I didn't, yeah. I definitely kind of um, was writing really fast. When I, yeah, I can't remember <laughs> if it was the sub or the dub or both, but I definitely heard Mayuko. Other people pointed out, so it must be true too. So, I mean, yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh mm-hmm. Kareno is there. I thought it was really. Oh, we didn't talk about this. <laughs> we should probably talk about it and edit something in because we didn't talk about that scene at all. I don't know if there's any, something to say, but. You mentioned it. Oh, I mean, like we didn't talk. Well, I don't know if there's something to discuss, but. I don't think we did. Yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, it's different than the. It's way different than like the manga yeah. where he's driving around in the car. Like that, or Kido's mm-hmm. driving around in the car with Kareno, and that was cool. Yeah. The one thing I thought was interesting was, like, the way they drive past, and, like, I thought it was kind of interesting how Shigure is on the outside of the house and Toru's still on the inside. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I have something clear to say about that, but I did think it was conspicuous and interesting that she hadn't yet left. Yeah. Like, maybe she asks. that's when she asks him if, um, if there's something she should do. Mm. I guess maybe she's just still, like, dwelling there. Like, she's hesitant about about leaving there i don't know it's kind of weird i don't know why you would deliberately position her there and yeah i thought it was interesting how keto drives by in the car i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god when the car is coming down the street because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can see it from really far away too like <laughs> and yeah and Karina was there yeah i was like holy shit and rewound it <laughs> yeah, i looked at it like three him. times i was like oh like, it's gotta him. be him <laughs> yeah kind of dark red hair yeah it's hard to see that it's even a keto yeah he Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that yeah. they made that choice. I mean, should have made the window a little think, clearer or something. I think it's really clear just for the how they framed it because they like kind of slowed it down, yeah. kind of narrowed the focus Slow-mo. a bit. I think yeah. it's, especially after you, you saw a lot of the keto this episode, so you don't, you know, you know what he looks like at yeah, this point for sure. But, I know it's so exciting. That well, was another like reassurance for manga fans. It's yeah, like, we're gonna so. get there. We Guys, got him. See, he's here. He's here. Look, he's here. He's really here. We got him. <laughs> Shigure is glaring into the car. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, fuck you. He drives by and he's like, what? Oh, <laughs> uh, and then like, where were they going? Where were they driving to? Because they didn't drive out. Because like, it, they didn't drive past Shigure, did they? I don't know. I, I kind of, I forget exactly what happened. But maybe, maybe somewhere check else. on the New Year's stuff or something. Yeah, they got a, a keto has to go and be like, this is terrible. It's all your fault or yeah. whatever. <laughs> Sass them. Yeah, micromanage it, yeah. probably. I was just thinking about how annoying Shigure must be checking on the. He's like, ooh, what's going on? What are you guys doing? They're yeah. like, fuck <laughs> off or help. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, gotta go, be an author, live in the woods, take care of my adopted children. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure. He's definitely annoying. There's like that little scene yeah. in the manga where <laughs> they're trying to study and he's like, yeah. it's just like Shigure being annoying or something. Yeah, that's exactly what I was imagining. <laughs> doing that with all the people working hard for <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure that's definitely what's happening <laughs> yeah it was cool i was excited and it was really cool yeah and i thought the i thought the mention of momiji having to rehearse for his dance was cute yeah um, one other thing i noticed this time is when momiji's like asking if tor is also happy that she met him mm-hmm. how like in the original manga it's fairly like he says it fairly normally. Just yeah. Kind of curious. 
like, like he's curious, but this time he seems kind of like sad. He's very upset about it. Yeah, and Relative. having like having uh, just read the relevant Momiji chapters yep. for in preparation of our next episode, I was thinking about the whole thing where he talks about like thinking there's not a memory that's okay to forget mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and I feel like he was kind of like thinking on that thing. I think so, and also I think I mean like his mother abandoned him. Yeah. So he's like, what about me? Did you feel, are you glad you met me too? Mm-hmm. So I think it's just kind of, I interpreted it as like hinting on that. Yeah. But well, I just meant that kind both. of in general, like his whole yeah. thing where he's just like, I don't think it's okay to forget a memory. And he was thinking of that, like how his mother felt differently with regards to him. Mm-hmm. So, For sure. Yeah. It's definitely, and like you can tell by how sad he is, mm-hmm. I think. You're right. I think in the manga, it's just kind of like, oh, what about me? Me too? Mm-hmm. And then, or that's how yeah. it feels, at least by the way that's drawn. And then in this case, it was like, he's sounds like he's about to cry, at least in the yeah. sub that I watched. Mm-hmm. And of course, Tor was like, of course, like she reassures yeah. him, which is nice. It was very sweet. And then of course, like yeah, there's a flashback with Momiji. Momiji is included in Hattori's flash of like, oh, is this my punishment for erasing other yeah. people's memories? So mm-hmm. we got even that. more prominently than in the manga, I think. Yeah, I think so. like, is it... he was just kind of like a peeking around the corner in like a little corner panel. Yeah. In the manga. I think it's like full flash of you. He like full flash of Momiji. In yeah. The, so it's pretty prominent. He looks so sad. Yeah. He does look You sad. feel really sad too in that little flash of him. He's like full on crying. Yeah. I can't remember how he looked in the manga, but. Everybody's sad. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> everybody cries. Everybody cries. Tori. Tori makes everybody cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tori probably like after they left, he was just like. <sighs> Not again. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, Momiji was the one who made her cry, <laughs> technically. Hattori is sick outside the door, like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was all me. I scared her or whatever. Like, he's, I don't know. I feel like deep down, Hattori is the softest. He's purposely trying to, like, be very stern, I think. Mm-hmm. Get out. Oh, no. Yeah. That's what Akito said, apparently. <laughs> Although Kido didn't say that this time. Kido was just like, it's all your fault, and slammed people into mirrors. Yeah. As you do. What is up with the mirrors? <laughs> is there anything to say about that? It's like not in the it's not in mm-hmm. the manga. But of course, like you said, we don't, or I think you brought it up, but we don't know what happened. Yeah. I'm like, is it a weird like room? Maybe it's supposed to be like a weird room thing, like the, the painted room. Like, why would you have all mm-hmm. those mirrors? It kind of, it looks kind of crazy. Like, I don't know. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. It looks like it adds to the air of instability that Akito has. You can say that in a more politically mm-hmm. correct way, I think. Or a more correct way, probably. I, mean, I think Akito does have uh, issues regarding self-image, but that comes up later. So Maybe they'll use that room again for Maybe. that reveal. It could be. Yeah. Maybe that that's be setting it up. Because she's like, it looking is in a mirror. mirror in the manga. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I can't remember exactly how it's set up in the manga, but it's, she's looking in a mirror, so. Yeah, she, like, comes out of the bath and, like, looks yeah. in the mirror. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Maybe they'll use it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't Maybe know. they're setting up a motif. Maybe. A mirror motif. Mm-hmm. Identity a is a thing that happens, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Identity is a thing that happens. Identity <laughs> <laughs> is definitely a thing that happens. <laughs> Very astute. <laughs> I run a podcast. <laughs> I went to college. I did. I went to I went to a college for colors, like we talked about last time. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I don't have any other spoilers. There was a lot <laughs> of just a lot of sadness. 
Yep. <laughs> a little bit of, a lot of sadness with a side of spoilers. Yeah, basically. <laughs> All right. Next time we will talk about episode eight. And Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's the logical next step. Oh, I guess one thing, it's not really a spoiler, but did you see the, I think somebody was asking on Tumblr about what the, how many episodes there are. And I saw that on Twitter, they announced the like release date for the Blu-ray or something already for the first season. Mm-hmm. And it's June. So I think there's only going to be like 12 episodes. That's my, my, my personal yeah. opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know when it'll start up again because anime seasons are weird. Yeah. Who knows? It could be like two weeks and then it's like season two. I feel like, well, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what else see what happens. But anyway, so episode eight is coming up. Mm. We may or may not be two thirds of the way through the first season. <laughs> it's difficult to tell. We're definitely seven episodes in though. Yeah, that is for sure. Uh, all right. We will see you all next time. Thank you all for listening. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. <laughs>